Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of Parenting in Real Life. To get us started with our Parenting Real Life moment today, it's Alan's turn to share. It is. This is a great one. (laughs) All right. So... Lucy right now is super into phones, but luckily she is okay with paper phones. So Cammy will cut out a little rectangle of paper and then draw stuff on it, and it becomes Lucy's phone. So I walk in on Lucy once, and she's playing alone in her room, and she's singing a Christmas song. And I was like, what in the world, Lucy? Why are you singing this Christmas song? And she shows me her phone, and on her phone is a picture of a little dog and a bed and... She she says, I have to get it right because it was awesome. She's like, this is me sitting on the bed and it's Christmas time and mommy yeeted Pepper onto the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much gold in what she said. First, she ye- used yeeted in context as far as I understand it. And if you listen to our episode with Cammy and Chloe, then you'll learn that yeet means to throw something. Yes. So Alexis, a year ago did or two years ago long no, time it was ago. last christmas so a year ago alexis made a reel that she was showing some christmas stuff she was selling and so jack was sitting on the bed and alexis threw our dog pepper onto the bed just, just for fun <laughs> for fun and cammy remembered that drew it on lucy's phone and lucy was now reenacting that in her imagination on her phone but i just loved that she was singing the song and knew everything that was going on and that she used to eat it in context. <laughs> yeah. I've made some reels and the kids enjoy just looking through my reels to see them. So they've seen that Christmas one quite a few times and we watched it recently. So that's why she was very aware of the reel. But <laughs> It was awesome. I had not known that she had seen it. So it was all surprising to me. So our parenting hack this week is something that I like to do with my kids. I feel like their feet are always growing. And whenever I'm at the shoe store, most of my kids are at school. And so I can never remember what shoe size they're wearing. And so I have a note on my phone that I just update every like fall and spring with their new shoe size. So it's in my phone. I always remember so I can grab their shoe size whenever I need it. So just keep your kids' shoe size on your phone. (laughs) So you don't forget, because I always forget, like, what are they wearing now? That is super smart. It just changes so frequently. The feet are always growing. And then just a quick reminder, if you listened to our last episode with Alan's sister, Michelle, her Seek Light, Share Light journals are now officially live on her website. If you're interested in that, and go check that out at michellemaguirestudio.com. And then also on my Etsy shop, I have a fall bucket list that you can do a giant poster size print, which is super fun. The kids are really excited to do some fun things this fall, and we're going to check off some of those things this weekend. Yes, we are. It's going to be a busy fall bucket list weekend. Yeah. See colored leaves. We're going to do a pumpkin patch. Pumpkin patch. Put up our Halloween decorations this weekend. Yeah. So we're 
we were checking things off. Nathan today after dinner, he's like, well, when are we making something with apples? And when are we doing this? I'm like, oh my gosh, not right now. Stop talking to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're making me feel stressed. We're already doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Lay off. And now for our hot mess hot minute. All right. Today is a foot in the mouth episode. <laughs> we, in our early years, this is back in 2017. That was pre-COVID by a long shot. Yeah. Four, that was one kid less than what we have right now. <laughs> yeah. That was one kid ago, one house ago, one job ago, long time ago. We did an episode all about the amazing benefits of having your kids share a room. And this was our way of feeling better about the fact that all of our kids had to share a room. <laughs> because they did. We have always had a lot of kids and... Just didn't have the house to fit them all in their own room. We were living in a townhome at the time. This is when Alan was in MBA school. And so it was a three-bedroom townhome and we had four kids. So we no had options. two kids in each room. In fact, the closest we ever had up till this house to all the kids having their own room is when Chloe was born. Cammie had her own room and Chloe had our walk-in closet. <laughs> so sort of had their own rooms. But always been... Stepping on each other's toes. But there are a lot of benefits to to sharing the room. And there's, if you Google it, you will find only the virtues of sharing a room. So, there are virtues. That said, we can't do it anymore. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the pros and cons of sharing rooms today. And talk about why our kids are no longer sharing rooms. <laughs> So as we mentioned, our kids have always shared rooms for most of their lives. And then when we bought our first home in Wisconsin in 2018, and then we had Lucy there, we still had, we didn't have enough room for all the kids to have their own room, but we did have one guest room. So Lucy had her own room, we had a guest room, and then Cammie and Chloe shared and Nathan and Jack shared. Yep. So we still had the girls and the boys share, even though we had an extra room. Yep. But I feel like that worked out pretty well. Like, I think they were young enough that i don't know it just it seemed to go well and then we moved to utah and i feel like things changed <laughs> so everyone had to share a room well not everyone had to share a room lucy was back to her own room and yep. cammy and chloe shared and nathan and jack shared again and we didn't have any other options besides that so we didn't have a guest room or anything like that and <laughs> They're, they just started fighting a lot. Both sets of genders were fighting all the time. Bedtime was miserable. They never had space to themselves. And so they were always in each other's way and screaming and crying. And it was rough. And so we knew we wanted to remodel our house and add a basement, which was going to add some more bedrooms. And until we did that, we decided to switch Cammie into her own room and Chloe and Lucy share a room, which seemed to help a little bit. It did a ton. Yeah. We find that our same gender kids are very opposite personalities, and those personalities don't do well together. Well, and they're also just right together in age, right? Like, yeah. We had girl, girl, boy, boy, and so they're just really close. I shared a bedroom with my brother, but he was four years older, and so I think we were just different stages of life. And so I remember we would wrestle a little bit, but for the most part, we just weren't stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. And so our kids were struggling. So. <laughs> they were. So we 
are almost done remodeling our house. We are so close, so, so, so close. But it is functioning, and we had added two more bedrooms. And so now Cammie and Chloe each have their own room. And we tried to have the boys share so that Alan could have an office space because he is still working from home. When we started this thing, I don't know that that was the plan. I think we were always going to have all the rooms. Yeah. But with COVID and me working from home like four days a week, we felt like I really could use my own dedicated space. Yeah, I think we just kind of assumed that you would go back. I also work for a crafting company, and so I have a ton of stuff. So even if I didn't have an office, it would be nice to have like a space. But in the end, the kids at each other's throats. Yeah. We even promised them a rock wall in their room because we had a rock wall in Wisconsin, and we had all the stuff still. So we're like, okay, we'll put this in your room if you guys share. And they were excited about it, and that lasted a few weeks, and then they weren't excited to share anymore. We should have known. The first time we did a rock wall was the same way. It was like the coolest thing on the block for a week. And then it was and then like, just eh, decoration. <laughs> so, so we decided then to separate the boys and we moved Alan back into our bedroom, but set it up in a way we got a room divider from Ikea. And it's actually been really nice. So that way it hides all of his work stuff. Cause that yeah. was one of the things it was just so ugly in our room. Well, and the other issue for me was that my camera was facing the bedroom so as kids and people and alexis would be working out or <laughs> changing or whatever you know like it was well i would make sure to change in the bathroom but i have to like go grab all my clothes and go yeah, take it to it the was bathroom. just a whole whole deal so this time my camera is to the wall and we've got this room divider and we have like this weird little nook in our bedroom anyways this is not what this is about we're making the office thing work but the point is, we kind of went to all lengths to get every kid with their own room. Yeah. And so far, it's gone a lot better to have every kid in their own space. Bedtime is easier. So I read a couple articles, and for the most part, they leaned more towards try to get your kids to share a room if you can. But here is like when it doesn't work. And one of the things was when you have kids in multiple rooms and you're doing bedtime a lot of different times... But I find that actually works better for our kids. And we'll kind of have them like, okay, we're going to read stories together. Now separate, right? Like you can do that with the boys. Hmm. Oh, you don't anymore? No. No, I don't. I actually, I, I like that better too, honestly. Nathan's to the point where he can read, but his books are boring if you're not the one reading them. And so Jack <laughs> would get bored. But if Nathan's reading, like he'll do it. And so it's been good because Nathan can read his own books. And then Jack... I can read to him, but they're his books. He gets to choose. There's no fights that way either. Yeah. We'll read aloud to Cammie and Chloe, and Chloe will come into That's Cammie's true. room. Cause we'll combine. Yeah. The girls will combine. Everybody else will kind of do their own thing. And that has gone way better. But some common reasons that parents give for children having separate bedrooms are sibling personalities clash. Check. Which is definitely our case. Children sleep better when they have their own space. We find our kids fall asleep better when they have their own space because they're not sure. bugging each other. Because in addition to being different, Cammy is a night owl. Chloe can fall asleep in seconds. Jack can fall asleep in seconds. Nathan's a night owl. So there was like always the kid that's trying to stay up and rile everybody up and the kid that's trying to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So that was always a problem. That was bad. Children also need a place to call their own, which definitely is true, I feel, with our kids. They need for me like space. what that what that means at this stage of life is when somebody needs a timeout or whatever you call it like just needs to get away 
before you couldn't do it because it's like the boys are fighting put them in their rooms well they have the same room <laughs> so you can't there's no good way to just give them space to cool down yeah and but i tried now, to separate them be like oh well somebody go upstairs and someone downstairs and then they would fight about who was going where and i'm like oh this is so frustrating yeah 80 percent of the time when my kids yell and fight i just yell and fight with them but <laughs> in the 20 percent of the time when i actually try and do the right thing and give them space to calm down there was nowhere to do it so that to me is the biggest win of all of this. The sleep thing is nice, but there's some downsides to that too. Yeah. And then the last point is that they have a child with physical or emotional problems so that they need to be alone. So that's another reason why kids might need their own room. Okay, so pros and cons of kids having their own room. So here are the pros of the kids having their own rooms. Spoiler alert, I already said the first pro. <laughs> oh, get their own space for alone time. It really is important. I think for a, a variety of reasons, kids need, sometimes they need quiet. Sometimes they need space. Sometimes they need privacy, you know, like physical privacy. So, so many reasons they need that. Then if you have mixed genders sharing a room, usually by the time they hit puberty, they'll want their own privacy and space. And so that's a good time to separate them if you can. Also, if you have kids that are different ages, so they have different bedtimes, that's nice that they have their own room, so you're not trying to figure out, get a kid to bed early and then put the other kid to bed later, you know, whatever. Yeah. We tried to trick our oldest kids into thinking that all kids went to bed at 7.30 forever, but I think they're on to us. <laughs> they finally figured it out. <laughs> and they're like, wait, no, you don't go to bed at 7.30, so at some point you started staying up past 7.30. <laughs> yeah, we do let our oldest ones stay up and read now, but they have to be in their room by yeah. 8. But even then, like, they're downstairs kind of doing whatever until we put the other kids to bed. So it kind of... That's true. It lets us kind of stage it by age. We put the youngest kids to bed first and then move up to the older kids. So it's not like an hour different, but it's like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then, at least with our kids, we find that they don't wake each other up as easily in the morning. Because that was another thing is the kids who are night owls like to sleep in a little bit more. Well, I guess not Nathan. Cammy likes to sleep in. Theoretically. <laughs> you think they would, but Nathan is one of our earliest risers. And then the kids who go to bed a little earlier sometimes wake up earlier. And then when they're going in and out of rooms and they wake up the other person. Or if they want to get dressed, but the other kid's sleeping, you know, then that causes problems. So yeah, that was also an issue. <laughs> the sleep thing is big. Yeah. Okay, so now for the cons of kids sleeping in their own rooms. So the first one is that kids can be afraid to be by themselves, especially anxious kids. I think that was interesting because we have two kids that are more anxious and one of them has just been more anxious lately and the other one keeps getting out of their bed at night. And this isn't every night, but I just find that they're in our room more frequently than they used to be. Yeah, it is annoying. The nice thing about it though is that the kids used to always automatically come on my side of the bed, and now they go on Alan's side of the bed. <laughs> so they wake him up instead of me, which is really nice for me. Yeah, that does sound nice. <laughs> Alan's like, can we switch sides of the bed? I'm like, heck no. <laughs> you get, It's your turn. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Alexis did exclusively nurse no bottles, so every night, all night was her. Yes, those so, are long years. <laughs> it's just like seven years, eight years of that. Yeah, no, no big deal. I slept great. <laughs> yeah. And now I don't. 
So, karma. <laughs> Karma's real. Obviously, another downside is that all these bedrooms means less rooms for everything else. So, no playrooms or offices or all of those things. And frankly, it wasn't like before we were like, we've got all these rooms, what should we do with them? It was like, we have all these kids, where should we put them? And so, we put kids where we had space. Uh, when kids share a room, they learn to share their spaces and set boundaries a little bit better. Do they? We struggled to see this happen in our kids. <laughs> Usually our kids would just end up yelling at each other or crying or something. So at least in the articles I read, they talked about how when they're adults someday, they'll have to share like their office space or their room when they're in college and they'll be better adjusted and all that stuff. So maybe it would have been good down the road, but definitely now it was a struggle. That is a long-term benefit, <laughs> if ever. We were going to wait a long time for that one. Yeah. I don't... I kind of think, like, parents kind of have to help set boundaries and stuff like that, right? I don't know if they would ever figure that up themselves. And we even tried to help them set boundaries by saying, okay, hey, this is their stuff, and this is their stuff. And, They're you supposed know. to. Simply on Purpose says that kids just learn to love each other magically. You just let them fight, and it's okay. And they won't kill each other, and then they'll love each other. But... <laughs> what if we're the weird ones and they don't turn out okay and they don't like each other and they kill each other oh i don't know another so this is probably the most painful one is i do every once in a blue moon a literal blue moon our kids would you'd go in and they're playing nicely together or talking to each other you know like every once in a while there was some magical moments at night as they were getting ready to go to bed so, I miss that they're going to have those, but not that bad. <laughs> I also, so we've put the girls' bedrooms close to each other and the boys' bedrooms close to each other. So, I still feel like they're going to get some of that. Like, they're still within ear and eye shot of each other, but just with a door between them, which, very important door. <laughs> So if you do have a large family or you don't have a space for your kids to have their own rooms, then here are some suggestions that they had in the articles that I read. Try putting the same genders together and then make sure kids have their own spaces in their rooms for like their own toys or their own clothes or their own belongings and stuff like that. So they have a space. That didn't work. That didn't work for us. <laughs> These are lies. Something that we used to do too is have our kids fall asleep in different rooms. So when the boys just could not handle it anymore and they just wouldn't go to sleep, then usually we would send one kid into our room to fall asleep and that would help. That did work. Yeah. It's like, Nathan, you're sleeping in our bed until you fall asleep. But he's like, <laughs> that would have been hard when he was 16 and I had to carry him back to our, he was already a little awkward. <laughs> I always forget that he's in our room and I'll like come in, you know, we're coming to our bed and like turn on the light and like, oh shoot, there's a kid in our bed. <laughs> yeah. And we always put off going to bed. And so it's like, you're exhausted and you get in there and you're like, uh, it's like only one step better than realizing you haven't put your sheets back on your bed after washing them and you just want to go to bed. <laughs> and there's this kid there. Ugh. Painful. But it was better than them fighting to the death every night. So that's what we did. And then you can also get a sound machine to help with different noises that the kids might be making. I actually feel like this was a big perk, a pro of sharing is that they are robust sleepers. 
They didn't fall asleep well, and they often woke each other up. But in the middle of the night, you could kind of like sneeze on them, and they would just <laughs> sleep through it. They were incredible that way. I can't remember if we've shared this before. So if we have, it's probably been a while, though. But So that rock wall that we put in the kids' room, it used to be a rock wall in our house in Wisconsin, and it was a Christmas present to our kids. And so we stayed up Christmas Eve drilling it into the wall like in the basement where they were they were sharing walls and we are you know drilling it into the studs yeah. and it it's is like big bolts impact drill those things are screaming loud so loud and they slept right through it it was amazing yeah one of the boys was literally like that was their wall <laughs> we were drilling into the studs that were touching their head like it was amazing christmas miracle Definitely a Christmas miracle. <laughs> so we saved ourselves a solid 20 bucks on sound machines by having our kids sleep together. <laughs> so I wanted to read this quote that I found to kind of wrap this up. It, it says, all kids are different. So it's whatever works for your family. And we found that very true. It works for our kids to share or have to share bedrooms when they are smaller. Less true now that they're a little bit older. But often, kids really love sharing a room once they're used to it. Mm. We, didn't, we didn't actually find that happen. I, <laughs> I don't know when that magical moment happens. I feel like for some families, that probably is like in high school when you're like out of that rough housing age. But I feel like in high school, you want your own space, right? Yeah. I feel like with most people, it's like once they move out. So is it like when you go to college and you're like, oh, my brother was better than my roommate. <laughs> That was sweet. that's why I compare them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't believe in this magic. It says, and the reason they love it is because they get closer. They have a soulmate they can spill their secrets to after lights out. I have families who put their kids on a double mattress and the kids love it because then they're next to a warm body and they fall asleep better. That way they don't wake up scared in the middle of the night. There's always their sibling to snuggle up with. I'd say give them a hot water bottle. <laughs> I do find, we did find that our kids would kind of snuggle up together sometimes or at least maybe I guess the idea is that if they wake up in the middle of the night they see another person rather than coming into mom and dad's room and that would help them stay in their beds or something I would say one tip they didn't give there if you are in the situation we were we have to have them share is same gender is good but close in age is sometimes bad Sometimes when they're too close, they just step on each other's toes too much because mm -hmm. they want to play with the same toys and they want to wear the same clothes and they want all the same things. So when we switched and put an older girl with the baby of the family, that was a much better situation because yeah. there was some of that like nurturing, mothering, like the little girl would go and sleep in the big girl's bed and that was perfecto. But the 14 months apart girls, fights. Our kids have never slept in the same bed but you By did. design. Yeah, but you did as a kid, right? I sure did. And how was that? It so snugly? So <laughs> no, we did it for a long time until it was weird. <laughs> Which I just thought so funny because Alan is such a cuddler. But Yeah, I don't want to cuddle my brother. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we got our own beds, and that was muy bueno. That was always really cute to find the kids sleeping in the same bed together. We've got a couple of pictures of those, but along with the cuteness, there's also been some creepiness. Super <laughs> creepy. Kids in bed. <laughs> we always check on our kids before bed, and there's been a few times now where 
Jack. So okay, this just happened the other night. It was so weird. I opened his door and he's sitting up cross-legged facing the back wall, just sitting there. And I'm just like, so oh my gosh, what's happening? So, <laughs> I mean, he was fine. I just like would like go check on him and kind of like lay him back down and stuff. But man, the creepiest one is we were downstairs and we heard a thump like a kid had probably fallen out of the bed or something so i went upstairs to go check to see if anyone needed help or on the ground or something so i walk into the boys room and i look around and jack is not there he's not in his bed he's not on the floor and i'm like where's jack and so i'm looking around his room and i find him in his closet and he's sitting there cross-legged just staring at the back wall <laughs> So I'm like, this is what happens in horror movies. I'm like waiting for some weird face That's to like turn around. his head turns 180 <laughs> yes. degrees around and he's, yep. Oh, I was so creeped out. But I walked over to him and I just like kind of looked at him and he looked fine. I'm like, okay, Jack, let's get back in your bed. And it was fine, but it was so creepy. Disturbing. <laughs> so bad. But didn't you find wake up to me like rubbing your back? I was like sitting up in bed rubbing your back or something. Yeah, I don't know why. When we were first married, Alan used to talk in his sleep all the time. And I always thought it was hilarious. So I would try to have a conversation with him because he would often <laughs> answer back. <laughs> so funny. So It's disrespectful. Yeah, there were a few times where he would sit up and start talking. And I'd try to figure out what his dream was about and stuff but he doesn't really you don't really do that anymore like i'll hear you say a word here and there but not the sentences that you used to do i used to be the world's best sleeper literally like i'd fall asleep in less than five minutes i would sleep without interruption that i knew about and then i'd wake up like eight hours later feeling amazing and now i'm like an old man and i still fall asleep really fast but after that it's just a a mess. I wake up three times in the bathroom in the middle of the night. I feel like from midnight on, I'm not really sleeping. I'm just kind of tossing and turning. It's it's gone downhill fast. 30s are rough. Very you. rough. <laughs> it's good. 30s is great. 30 thriving and flirty or something. <laughs> 30 flirty and thriving. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. You got I, it. I'm that. That's me. 30 flirty and going to the bathroom three times a night. <laughs> Dumb. Thriving. You're thriving. If that's thriving, I'm killing it. <laughs> that is it. No more sleep stories. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Alexis, thanks for your great research and your amazing editing. And Alan, thanks for showing up. <laughs> Happy to help. You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or find us on our website at alexistannerlane.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.